long time coming, Michael Foray. Been absent for too long. Been letting you guys get off. But that's going to stop right now. As we have another edition of the 504 Core Podcast. And Mike, I've been coming straight from Saints training camp this morning. And the black and gold, they look pretty good for the first time in a long time, Mike. They haven't had a lot of injuries to key pieces. Yes, Trey Turner went down today, but he's kind of questionable to even make the roster. When's the last time this team has been healthy? Uh, it's been a while. It's been, you know, pretty disappointing. It just feels like that with all all the New Orleans teams. Um, you know, it could be Oshner. It could be what's in the water. It could be that gumbo. I, you know, who really knows what the, our franchise is. But, yeah, it's been disappointing. But, yeah, it's tough to see him go down. Um you didn't really know if he was going to make the team, like you said. Um, seems like they got pretty big question marks at guard. Um, yeah. I mean, what do you think of it? Um, Ruiz showed a lot of progress last year. I think he's going to take agree. another step. Um, they had James Hurst there, right? So that should be interesting. Uh, so I guess you go pinning and ram check on the outside. And then uh, McCoy at center. McCoy's great. Mm-hmm. And then you go Ruiz and Hurst. I mean, Hurst is a guy with a lot of experience. You can kind of plug him anywhere, but do you want him as your starting guard? Uh, that That's to be seen. Um, but right now at this team, Derek Carr has kind of gotten that feel, dude, right? That leadership feel with this team around it. Dude, you saw it today at practice. He was in constant communication with all the receivers, especially Michael Thomas, on how he wants him to run routes, where to break, where he wants him to throw the ball, and it, it looks pretty good. Juwan Johnson looked good. Kamara looks like Kamara. We'll see what the suspension looks like. And, you know, hopefully with AK this year, he has he's been the lead guy the last couple of years, and that's you know, he's been hit a lot more. Hopefully with Jamal um Jamal Williams and also Miller, hopefully his reps goes down and that keeps him fresh and we can see that burst that we're used to seeing with AK. Uh defensively, Bryson Brazee was getting reps with the ones. It's hard to see with those offensive and defensive linemen when they're in shorts and t shirts. But uh cornerback position. I'm going to lean more to Alante Taylor starting over Paulson Adebo right now. You think they could kick Taylor in the slot and then put uh, Adebo? I think they will, but I think they want Taylor on the field at all times. Um, But they could totally do that. Yes. Yeah, I mean that—that's what everything's pointing at, uh, or hinting at rather. So, um, you know, Roby Roby is not is no slouch, but you know, he, he I think he does. Uh, Taylor, that is, possess the capability to beat him out. So, yeah, we'll see. That's one of the bigger storylines in training camp. But did it just seem like there's a different vibe with this team, with Carr? Yeah, with Carr, man. It's like that leadership. So when I was just talking in my sports cast, Juwan Johnson was talking about, like, the leadership, the control, the preparation. He he says it feels like 2020 with uh, when he had Breeze back. And we're not going to say Derek Carr is Drew Breeze, but – He's a high-level quarterback. He's a top-12 quarterback in this league, and there is just a different feel. And we all know the Saints' schedule is cupcakes. The NFC South mm-hmm. is soft. There's no reason this team shouldn't win 11 games. Yeah, no, I'd be, I'd be 
I'd, I'd put the floor or not the floor, but I would say if they don't win at least 10, I'd be very disappointed. Like you said, with all the, um, the schedule and everything else. So, I mean, they just, re- they just have like, I feel like more talent. And then of course, you know, they're healthier than they were last year. Um, and I said a couple months That's ago, gotta continue though, Mike, that's gotta continue. Yeah. But, um, yeah, no, I said this a couple of months ago and you know, you guys crucified me a little bit, but like the, the saints were just like, but the, the stats between Dalton and Carl last year were not that different, but I'm just, they're banking on the leadership. And I think the guys need to rally around. Derek Carr is better than Andy Dalton. And the reason oh, why I, I, I the agree, reason, I'm just talking about like, if you go off of like last year and just look at their stats, you, it's extremely You realize Carr didn't play the last couple games of the season. Yeah. Uh, Dalton, but Dalton didn't play or didn't even start the, um first few games of the season either so um yeah i'm just saying like the saints are banking on car this year that's all i'm saying like cars leadership so um you just need you just need that presence like i don't think any don't command that locker room and from what all the all the reports i've been seeing is just you know different um different vibe of the team and just as a whole did, did it seem more crowded today at, at saints training camp or what uh, i think the fans showed up uh, it's about the same as last year the fans showed oh, okay up. Someone i mean there said, was a lot of hype coming into last year with all you know jarvis landry and tyron yeah, Matthew. all the reunions and stuff but yeah. um yeah no i that that's what i've heard is just it's just a bit you know different vibe and then um you know you just have like fun signings like jimmy graham and all that how, how do you look today shorts and t-shirts with jimmy um he looked fine he looked like an nfl player still he's 36 though how much can he give you and you also got foster you got Taysom. you got juan johnson so how much is jimmy graham gonna play or contribute i really don't know do you think he's gonna make the roster Hmm. he's very borderline right now very borderline yeah, I mean, I, I would say that too, but I, I think he's just going to be mostly a red zone threat. He, yeah, you're obviously not going to have him blocking. So he, um, here's the thing about that red zone threat: Juwan Johnson's that, and he's younger. He had seven touchdowns last year. I mean, I agree, but I think Graham, you know, could if he does make the team, it that's going to be a specialty. He's like thirty yards in, twenty yards in, so that red zone. Yeah. Uh, I don't think he's going to be an inline blocker, so he's you no. know he's he's going to be used sparingly. Um, like you said, the reality is he's in his later thirties, and you know um, it seems like ever since he he left the Saints, he didn't really um, capture too much success. So I mean, he had up and downs, but then you know when he was in Chicago, that was a pretty brutal offense to watch. So yeah, that that's obviously one of the bigger storylines, and then um, health is obviously. You know, yeah, I mean, I that's just that's that's just any NFL team, though. It's like whatever team is in the playoffs and have deep playoff runs, it's usually the healthiest team at the end of the year. So it's the same thing every year for every other team. But um, yeah, I'll be curious to see. What about like any other rookies? Did anybody stand out or not really? Um, Miller. Oh, dude, the quarterback, Jake Kerner, threw some nice balls today. He looks solid. Um, Miller looks good as well. Um, but yeah, Jake Herner kind of surprised me. Yeah. I, I feel like he's just going to be a consistent guy. I don't think he's going to blow you away physically. Um, but no. yeah, I mean, they say he's so cerebral, so, um, uh, we'll, we'll find out about, you know, what he has on the preseason, see what he kind of 
you know, what he can showcase. So, um, yeah, anything else on training camp you saw? or? Um, I think Kamara gets four games. Has there been any rumors about it? It's, it's been pretty quiet. Um, yeah, there's really the, nothing going the, on. You know the NFL is going to wait to the end of training camp for that. <laughs> So, yeah, um, I don't know why. Why are they waiting? What's what's the reason for that? Roger Goodell's a dick. <laughs> yeah, I mean, he wants to keep you guessing. Yeah, but there's like literally nothing about it. Um, I know. Screws up fantasy football guys. I mean, I don't even know. I don't even know what round he's going to go in. Um, I know mock or doing some mock drafts lately. I don't. I don't really know where people take them. So. Yeah. But um, yeah, Roger, you got to think of the famous football guys out there. Come on, it's a multi-million-dollar industry. So uh, I don't think he cares about that. Yeah, he probably doesn't. He's too busy making. What does he make like a year? Forty-five million or something? It's insane. it's ridiculous. But you know what? How much the NFL has grown under him? Can't complain. As yeah. much as we hate him, the NFL is just dominating everyone. No, yeah, no, I agree. I mean, it's. You want to go uh, SEC Media Days? I just came back from that as well. Let's yeah, let's that. do it. Well, what was uh, your biggest takeaway? Anything, oh, dude, like my, my story was LSU looked and field like a contender, right? They they showed up in drip. Uh, Jaden Daniels had chains. He was more confident with the media. He was confident about himself. Josh Williams looked good. Makai Wingo looked good. Kelly looked good. It just looked like a team that knew what they were doing, right? I was shocked they weren't picked to win the SEC West. I had them winning the SEC West in my media ballot. No, Mike, I did not pick Vandy to win the SEC like those five idiots. But that, like that, LSU just looked at field like an SEC contender. Also, Lane Kiffin's hilarious. Lane Kiffin did not care to be there, but my man was funny, dude. Ask him, like, <laughs> there was, like, a couple of questions. So, like, this one guy thought that he looked like Lane, and then Lane looked at him and was like, man, who's your mom, right? And it's like, Lane's, Lane's a clown, but it's great. And Feinbaum needs to stop with the Saban stuff. Alabama, dude, Alabama will never not be a contender until the Nick Saban, Saban retires. Yeah. Also, Nick Saban's legacies on the line. That's a joke, Mike. That's a joke. Nick Saban could go 0-12 next year. Nick Saban could go 0-12 the next two years and still be the greatest college coach of all time. Yeah, I agree. I asked, I asked Zach uh, his thoughts about that. I'm like, I'm sure he saw that ESPN headline. So it was obviously embarrassing just for ESPN to even put that out there. But, you know, they're just trying to create noise like us idiots talking about it right now but yeah no it's just that's embarrassing by espn coming up with that but yeah just like fine bombs a bama homer and um yeah he's you know lane thanked him lane was like thank you paul fine for continue to keep the alabama dynasty going with these outlandish cha- uh, takes yeah i'm um, not surprised but yeah no you gotta appreciate lane train um i remember when uh orgeron got fired and his name was speculative and he was in the br for some totally. recruit. yeah he was in br he just posted the br um geotag on his instagram he was trolling people so yeah he, he enjoys it i enjoyed you know if you if you take it seriously you're not gonna like him but you know um, also 
Dude, Nashville's a cool city. It continues to blow up. Um, clean, safe, fun. Every night's popping there. A lot of cranes. Uh, good place, dude. A lot of cranes, dude. They, they are expanding Filler. fast, dude. Expanding fast. Also, just came back from Colorado. Pretty good trip. Saw some moose. Went to a Rockies game. Cool stadium. Um, another place that's blowing up. So, dude, it's a few places popping right now in the U.S. Nashville and Denver is uh, there are two of them. So, how, how's your summer been going? Uh, pretty boring with. Uh... You know, no sports, but, you know, we can always talk about uh, hypotheticals like we're doing now. So um, <clears throat> what you've been making of the, the running backs not getting paid? It sucks, right? It, it, really, it really sucks because I feel a, like it's they hilarious. should be paid. It's but, hilarious how people react to it. Like, people are surprised by this. Like, I'm not surprised. No, but the players are. It's like Austin Eckler yeah. holding this um, – zoom meeting and all this like dude come on like but, but like with austin eckler too you know melvin gordon was supposed to get a big contract and then eckler came in and stole his job being undrafted it just shows that these guys are expendable exactly no like they act shocked by it like and then they they get all like in their emotions like when media members comment on it it's like yeah dude they it's they their livelihoods. Most... That's why they do it, dude. No, I, I and agree, they also but... they also are putting their bodies on the line, dude. It's a position that probably gets hit the most. Like Derrick Henry's probably been hit the most the last couple of years. Um, something we didn't talk about is Joe Burrow too. I want to get that in a second, but like, I, like I feel for him. Uh, Kamara was a guy who got a big contract that people thought he shouldn't and. I think he's played to his contract since he's got net extension. What was that, 2020, 2019? Yeah, five years, 75. Yeah, I mean. He's played uh, to it more than Michael Thomas has played his contract. Yeah, I agree. But I'd much rather overpay a receiver than a running back any day of the week. But, you know, it's just like they take so much punishment, and um, they just acted like these guys just acted. I understand he's had sort of livelihood, but, you know, in reality, no. You don't want to pay him. Four positions, two on each side of the ball that I'm paying. Quarterback, left tackle, defensive end, cornerback. Yeah. Even corner even even cornerback can sneak can sneak up on you with being washed like pretty pretty quickly. Yeah, but um, like if you get a Yeah, good but you gotta do it. Bro. You gotta if if they're young and they're good, yeah, you gotta do it. Like like Sauce Gardner, he's gonna He's going to break the bank whenever it comes time in a couple of years um, if he continues the trend the way he's trending. So, yeah, no, I agree. I agree. But, yeah, but like even cornerbacks, like on the back end of their big deals, it's usually pretty ugly if you just look yeah. at recent trends. But, um, yeah, it's just paying these guys, like he's like we said before, just staying healthy. Like it's only one play that can just ruin everything. And then going to Burrow, we can talk about that. Like it doesn't even take a play, just one – one rollout. He's fine. He was out last last year for a week. Um, yeah. He's also yeah. the Bengals haven't paid him, dude. In, in know, that was years, the first thing that be... ran through my mind. What? That was the first thing that ran through my mind because Justin Herbert got the biggest extension ever, and then they're talking about oh Burrow is going to get more than that, and then like a few hours later he comes out. It's like oh he hurts his calf, and people thought it was ACL. It's like oh okay. Like, how do you pay him now? And then luckily it's just a calf strain. So um, 
I thought that was the biggest conundrum I thought of is like, are the Bengals going to pay him if it's a serious injury? And I was like, of course they're going to pay him, but are they going to, you know, try and lowball him or what was going to happen? So that was like the first thing I thought of. Um, what's he's all their that? Best, dude, he's been their best player maybe in franchise history in two yeah, probably. years. In two years. He's an MVP candidate this year. Yeah. No, I, no, I, I agree. Uh, you would have to pay him no matter what, but I was just like, in my mind, I'm like, yeah. do you pay him less now that he's ACL? Because you basically have him for one less year for recovery. It's just like, I don't know. It's a crazy game, man. Uh, it's a tough, tough job to have as a GM with everything. But R- Rank you your know. top 10 quarterbacks right now. Oh, man, let me, let me pull him up. That way I don't forget anybody. Like here in order, or just like the top of my head. Yeah, no, in order, you can go top of your head. Top of my um, head, I think of like uh, Mahomes, obviously one. Yeah. Top ten NFL QBs. Let's look them up. Tim, when you type, <laughs> when you type it in, Kirk Cousins pops up. That's great. Um, you want me to give you mine first? Like, get your thoughts. Yeah, you can go. I got Mahomes one. I got Burrow two after beating Josh Allen. I got Allen three. I got Herbert four. So the AFC just dominating this. I got five is Jalen Hurts. I got six Aaron Rodgers. I think Aaron's going to come back with a big year. Seven is Lamar Jackson. Then eight's Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. Trevor Lawrence. I think he go possibly like to like four. By the end of the year. Um, nine. Call me a homer. I think it's going to be Derek Carr this year. I think mm. Derek Carr is going to have a better year than Kirk Cousins, Dak Prescott, Matt Stafford, and uh, Tua. Right? That mm-hmm. kind of middle group. I think Derek Carr is going to have a better year. And rounding out my top ten, I got Dak Prescott. Yeah, I like it. Um, I think the only one I'd switch, I put Allen at two, Burrow at three. Um, just only because Allen can run. Uh, he's so dynamic as a runner and somehow underrated as a runner. Um, yeah. Which is he's like a running back, dude. He's like Taysom Hill if Taysom could throw the ball. Yeah, no, I agree. He's somehow underrated. Uh, I put him at two, Burrow at three. Um, let's see. Herbert at four. I put Lamar at five. Put Hertz at six, Rogers at seven, Lawrence at eight, uh, Dak at nine. I put Carr at ten. Yeah, that's that's how I would do it. I'd put Dak or I'd put um Carr above Cousins for sure. Yeah, yeah, that's how I'd do it. I think that's reasonable. You want to wait, or do you want to do our uh, predictions? Game by game for the Saints. I would say to get Zach in here, but um, I mean, when, when preseason's coming up, when is it like August thirteenth? Yeah, we could wait mid mid preseason. Yeah, we can do we can do a special episode for that. Um, yeah, the thirteenth. Um, yeah, no, but the Saints schedule we we can quickly do we can quickly look at it. Yeah, it's, I, it's trash, dude. Titans, they're getting old, right? Um, Tannehill, uh, Derrick Henry is Derrick Henry going to be Derrick Henry still? 
that that's a huge question mark. And in the next couple of weeks after that, dude, like you look at it and they play Carolina with a rookie quarterback on Monday Night Football. Then they go to Green Bay with Jordan Love, first-year starting quarterback. Then they go play Tampa. Who's going to be Tampa's quarterback? Baker? Kyle Trask? Doesn't matter. They're, they're going to be terrible. They have, like, the oh. second or third worst odds or best odds, however you want to say it, for the worst record. So um, those first four games – those first four games are very winnable. Week five, you know, you look at Mac Jones, the Patriots. That's that's gonna be tough. Then then you play the tight. I mean, the Texans who reload everywhere. They're not gonna compete next year. <laughs> Probably the most interesting game on the Saints' schedule is that Thursday night game against the Jags, right at home. Then they play the Colts with, well, who I think is gonna be a bust, Anthony Richardson. Then they play Agreed. Justin Fields, really good quarterback. Uh, Running then, back. Then, then Kirk Cousins, trash. Um, the Falcons, who's their quarterback? Then they play the Lions at home. Their second, I, I think, the second most intriguing game. I think the Lions are going to win the uh, NFC North for the first time since the 90s, right? Daniel Jones and the Giants at home the next week. Then the Rams on the road, that's going to be kind of ugly. The Saints never play well against the Rams, which makes me cry. Then, the, I mean, you wrap up the season with the Bucks and the Falcons. Very easy schedule. Your best quarterbacks are what? Trevor Lawrence and Kirk Cousins and Jared Goff, Matt Stafford, and Justin Fields. Those are your top five quarterbacks you're facing that year, and none of them are top seven. You have like no cold weather games either. Like your cold weather games are the Packers, but that's late September, so that won't be that bad. Um, and then the Patriots early October, so like it's not going to be, it's not going to be brutal on them. But I was looking at who, how many times they're favored. They're favored eleven games out throughout the year, um, and the games they're not favored are Green Bay. They're point and a half dogs. New England two and a half point dogs. Uh, Minnesota three-point dogs, Detroit basically even money, and then they don't have the last game listed for the Falcons Saints. So, I mean, honestly, if like I said, if they don't get at least 10 or 11 wins, it'd be highly disappointing with this team. Um, yeah, it's it's their schedule is probably the easiest I've ever seen. So I'm, I'm excited for it. It just it just feels good to have football back or somewhat back, right? I mean. Yeah, th- like this which we've been waiting for. Time's flown through this summer. I don't know about you. Yeah, um, I time agree. has flown. Yeah, LSU baseball kind of, you know, um, made things easier. Yeah, definitely, definitely stretch it out. If LSU baseball didn't happen, then it would be a little more brutal. But yeah, no, I mean, fantasy football is right about right around the corner. You know, NFL preseason. I mean, most people don't really care about it, but I like to watch the first half and then um, just to have it back. LSU just, starts camp Thursday. Yeah, LSU starts camp. LSU's got a lot of recruiting stuff. Zach was going to touch on that in the next podcast. So, um, yeah, no, a lot of stuff to be excited about. Um, basketball is kind of going by the wayside, unfortunately, but that'll kick back up in October. Um, yeah, it's exciting times, dude. Um, I'm excited. Yep. Coming up soon. So, yep. anything, else, anything else we didn't touch on? No, man. I think we hit everything. Yeah. I mean, it, it'll get more dense on the podcast too just 
you know, we'll, we'll cover the training camp stuff. So how, are you going, how many days are you going to be out there um, for training camp? Uh, depends on the week. So I'll be at probably one or two next week. I'll be at LSU's uh, training camp as well in Southern. So it's kind of a day by day right now. So to be seen. Yeah, I got you. Um, no, I'm excited. Um, like I said, but yeah, I think that'll do it. So that's it for the 504 core podcast. Make sure you check us out on Instagram as well. Just made it, just created just it. So it. Help us grow it. We, we would appreciate it. Mike and the boys. We'll see you guys later. Peace. Peace.